Before we get started, please take the time to like, add, and subscribe to our pages on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, and iTunes. Also, please leave us a review. Um, but it was a rough night. I, I jokingly, half jokingly say, I, I think I was traumatized <laughs> by that, that windstorm. It, it sucked. You know, at some point you just sit sitting there and you're just like, dear God, because it would die down just long enough for you to get your hopes up that it was past. And it was we could wander our way over, you know, because this is wandering ways. What's Bigfoot possibility? what's up how are we doing my man i'm doing great doing being busy moving that whole office i don't know if you've seen but i've been just busy and it's nice as this podcast comes out this wednesday we're recording this on sunday it's coming out this wednesday that's right if you're listening to wandering ways for the first time this is one of those episodes or you're getting it fresh you're getting it right off the oven right out of the the microwave as they say these days them kids but this is a good episode it's coming in hot the weather is beautiful i did steaks and bear country today with jared so you'll see some of that content on the socials and yeah i did actually see i saw what was it there's uh you guys have like a cutting board yeah, the Montana Block Co. Our, our good pals, our good friends at Montana Block Co. hooked up the Wandering Ways team with a cutting board. So it lives in the Rougarou. We can cut stuff on it. I've used it as a plate before because, like, why not? It, I mean, it gets the job done. It's made out of wood, one of Mark's favorite elements. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> I, do, I do love good wood. <laughs> oh no it's good no i i am excited we got out there today we got out to do that but i've been moving stuff at the office like crazy like i was saying and oh i just needed to, i was like i need to get out and touch touch the blue sky see the fresh air smell the trees you know and beautiful beautiful fall day warm fall day uh what have you been up to my guy not a whole lot i'll be honest uh it's just busy 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 at work but i i do see in the horizon things are going to open up a little bit um at least to the point where i can go out maybe get some trail running in maybe get some bike rides out in nature um getting some of those kind of things going um so you know i think i'm getting pretty optimistic that i'll be able to uh, get out and see the world a little bit more other than work um because that's all i do right now but i don't mind it you know but you're outside with your job which is nice you're out on a field you're out on the green grass you're you're around i'm out on the artificial turf (laughs) (laughs) it's green it looks like grass but it's artificial turf Okay, fair. But you're out, you're seeing sports. Sports always good to see. And and you know, I'm just out out here in Montana living it up with the watering ways crew this fall, I guess. Because fall is your busy time. So I'll I'll take care of us. Yeah. I mean, what I last week I talked about doing the trail run at Silver Falls, you know. So I, I get out there and when I get out there, I do it big. Um uh-huh. no, and, and you know who else does it big? 
I was just going to say the same thing. (laughs) I know who does it big because we've got him on today. It's our good friend. It's our good pal. It is the wonderful Calman, or as you guys probably all know him as, the Everyday Backpacker. And if you don't know him by the Everyday Backpacker, you probably know him as Ghost Mule. (laughs) His trail name, you're right. Yeah. No, I, you know, and go check him out. Go right now, pause this episode, or you don't even need to pause. Just open up the YouTube app. I know you got it on your phone. Go find Everyday Backpacker. Scroll down, scroll, 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 scroll. Everyday Backpacker. Yeah, I've got the logo that Mark hold it up again for the for the video view. Just like this. <laughs> and you click it and you hit subscribe and you help his numbers get up because he's been doing that for some time. And he puts out some cool content here in the like central montana central northern wyoming area of just these beautiful places and hikes he goes on 100 percent, and we even get to listen to some of them today in fact i'm so excited about getting to listen to these that we're just we're just gonna hop in and do it right now Alrighty, we are back, and we are back with one of our good friends, the everyday backpacker, Calman. Calman, how you doing, my man? How you been? Doing great, man. How are you guys doing? Busy. Busy, I feel like. I feel like life is just busy right now. Yeah, that's the nature of the beast. Uh, it's fall, so I'm I'm normally very, very busy. But, I mean, outside being busy, I'm perfect and getting better i can't really ask for anything uh much um let's just go into it i mean like how's how's the youtube been for you i think you said right before this you were doing like a live right yeah i just got done doing a little live uh q a um it went pretty well um generally things are you know still moving along pretty decently um the channel's growing albeit slowly but that's fine with me i'm not out to uh become the next youtube sensations i've said before and um really still just enjoying meeting up with the other people in the community and and fostering some friendships and um looking forward to some future uh joint ventures with some of those guys so yeah it's going pretty decently good good yeah no it was I've, I've been keeping up. I've been trying to keep up with your YouTube. You, you seem to be all over the place. You know, you're down in Wyoming. You're over here by nine. You're up over there. You're doing this. You're do. You're running. You're all over the place, man. And it's, it's good to see. I enjoy it. I, I, I know this summer. Were you affected this summer? I guess by the floods in our area for like some of your hikes. Because I know like Rosebud. Like I couldn't go up there as much as I wanted to in places like that. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, it's been a it's been a crazy summer. Not only has it affected me, um, person or you know personally, but also professionally. Working at the shop, you know, we've definitely noticed a, a decrease. Um, you know, when I was um, doing an overnight backpacking trip up at September Morn, which is right on the, the Stillwater there, um, I had no idea that a week after we were there, um, I even commented in the video and to my friend that the amazing amount of water that was going through there. And only a week later, that parking lot that we were at is completely gone. Um, The road's completely gone. Uh, Nobody has any idea what the trail conditions are because they literally can't get back into that area. And it's just mind-boggling. But, you know, uh, we definitely saw a lot of decrease, and it definitely created some 
um, hardships as far as uh, getting out to some of our favorite places. Well, and that's interesting because Jared had the same issue where he's at Paradise Valley up Mill Creek. But apparently he was telling me up there, they, they have been able to uh, really get behind uh, putting together that road because of the hunting that they have, like the primitive camping for hunting. So it's interesting how certain tourisms like that, because like the park, for example, Yellowstone Park, they got fixed right away because all that federal dollars, but like some of these pristine areas like you're talking about, it's like, yeah, I don't know if I can get up to West Rose, but I want to try. <laughs> so I have actually gone up to part of the West Rosebud and, you know, I worked emergency services for 10 years. I worked tornadoes and other natural disasters, and I've never seen a level of destruction like that before. You know, it's not just a matter of repaving that road. They're going to have to rebuild the road. There's nothing to pave. Um, you know, there was a 250 to 300 yard swath of land that was just taken down to the bedrock, some 10, 15 feet down. And the river doesn't even, um, it doesn't live where it used to live anymore. It, it moved completely. Um, so it's understandable why it's going to take up to two years for something like that to be fixed and they're going to fix it, but it's just utter devastation. You know, some areas we're able to be fixed pretty quickly in other areas. It's just going to take a little bit more time. Um, you know, there was a lot of federal money available, um, but the problem is, is that um, the, the, the same problem, the parks and the, the forest service have experienced for years, which is the shortage of staffing and funding is definitely affecting it. Um, so, but, you know, a little bit of patience and maybe a little bit more, uh, uh, using this as a, a way to explore some new areas, get out there and see some spite, uh, places that you haven't seen before, you know, they'll get there eventually. Just give us some time. Right. No, that's definitely a good way to look at it. Is that, I guess, kind of going into, I know you went down to Wind River in uh, that just some beautiful footage down there for sure. I made me want to go down there. There's also a good documentary called Patagonia Tribal Waters. Uh, that talks about the the river down there, the Wind River, and the reservation, the involvement with the water. But uh, is that what forced you guys to go down there, or is that kind of a planned trip? Um, it's ahead. kind of both. Um, you know, we had talked about Jay and I had talked about doing the winds before. Um, it definitely affected the timetable on that um, because you know it was an opportunity. Like, well, you know, we can't go to the places we normally go, so let's go someplace you know, that's been on our radar, but um, maybe not necessarily was, you know, in the forefront. And, um, you know, I'm so glad that we did because it ended up being, um, you know, one of my bucket list late places, you know, we went up to the, the circuit of towers. And even though it's a good example of how a lot of times what we envision for our trip doesn't work out the way we want it to, um, which in this case, you know, we had to change a little bit of our um, itinerary on the fly. Um, but it still ended up being an amazing trip. And um, it's one of those places where even when you're standing there, you're like, this doesn't, you know, look real. You know, I, I feel like I'm um, in some place that's, you know, exotic and I'm, you know, like hard to believe it's just a state over. Um, and, uh, you know, going up to the Circuit of the Towers and just being there amongst these granite monoliths that are just sprouting all over the place. Um it made it worth uh, dealing with the crazy windstorms and stuff that we encountered while we were up there. They, you know, they definitely lived up to their name of the Wind River, um, but it was an amazing trip. So like I say, I think it was a good opportunity to, you know, because like everybody else, I was really shocked 
Um, you know, I had no idea it was even coming. And then I woke up the next morning and saw all these things about the destruction in the Red Lodge. And I'm like, what destruction in Red Lodge? Um, and then just being absolutely flabbergasted by what had occurred. Um, and then just being able to take something like that and go, you know what? This is just an opportunity for me to go to some other places. Right. Um, no, just for, for the people that may not know, where is the Wind River? Because um, we have listeners all the way in Virginia that aren't familiar with the area. So where is the Wind River? That's a good point. Uh, sorry. Yeah. No, no, uh, no. So the, Wind River, <laughs> River, the Wind River range is in Wyoming. Um, it's kind of southeast of the Teton range, um, which is south of Yellowstone. So it's about an eight hour drive from where I live. So, you know, we, we woke up, we drove for eight hours and then immediately hiked on the trail. I don't recommend that, but that's what we did. No, I, I had a, I just had a flight that I, I, I ran in the Salt Lake airport, man. And you go from sitting on the airplane for like two, three hours to just a dead sprint and your legs, man, they, they don't work the same. They're not meant to, they're not meant for those sitting and then those hard workouts like that. Unless yeah. you're Mark, because you're always working out. No, well, that's true. Yeah. Some of those Adonis is out there like him. Um, I am not. So, you know, sitting in a car for eight hours and then throwing a 35 pound pack on my back and hiking into the, literally into the mountains. Um, yeah, not one of my better decisions in life. <laughs> How long but, was uh, that trip? So we ended up doing approximately, I can't remember the exact mileage. Um, so originally we had planned to do a loop um, and we were going to go up and over down into the valley. Um, so we were going to start out by hitting Jackass Pass, which is a pass that lives up to its name because I was thinking, good, this is a jackass the entire way. Um, and then we were going to go down the valley and head up. Um, we ended up not doing the full loop. Um, so we got in there and we hiked up to the top of Jackass Pass. And for a couple of different reasons I won't go into, we made a decision not to do the whole loop because there were some concerns about um, um, my uh, hiking buddy being able to actually complete that portion of the of the trip um oh, oh don't, so, don't worry we have a map buddy we understand how that works we have a map buddy yeah. so if you can't do uh, it we won't do it yeah. so well you know it was a tough decision because uh jay really wanted to do it and we both wanted to do it um but you know at some point you have to think okay for safety reasons we gotta consider this and in hindsight, we probably should have still gone down at least into the valley and then turned around, but we didn't. Um, and then, you know, we got hit by a massive windstorm that's, you know, later down. Um, but to answer your original question, I would say over the four days, um, one of those days we didn't do any hiking. We just, you know, camped out by the lake for the day, which was actually a, a blessing. Um, so many times you go on these backpacking trips and you're just like, hike and hike and hike and then yeah. actually have an opportunity to just kind of take it easy and, and sit around and enjoy your surroundings was um I, I can't recommend it enough you know i think i think more trips i need to do where we just hike in and then just chill for a day yeah. or two and and enjoy it but anyways um i would say we did probably about 20 miles or so 2025 20, so not a huge mileage day but in those miles we gained several thousand feet of elevation over some pretty rough terrain uh we were at points literally rock hopping we were climbing up boulders um so it was rough 
So are you saying 20 mile, miles total for the round trip that you did, or is it 20? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, so I think we hiked back in about like 13 miles or so. Um, so we hiked in part of the way. We camped at Big Sandy Lake, and then we went up over Jackass Pass, and we camped at the top of Arrowhead Lake. And it was an, a gorgeous, gorgeous campsite, but it was above tree line, and Ooh. we just got slammed by this windstorm pretty much the entire evening and you know you try to set up your tent so it faces into the wind so it gets the best possible the wind was coming literally from three different sides so it would come from one side and then it would switch to the other side and then it would hit the front and so tents were getting pancaked all night long we thought both of us thought our tents were going to end up destroyed um, they didn't they actually held up uh, pretty well um, but it was a rough night I, I jokingly half jokingly say I, I think I was traumatized by that that windstorm it it sucked you know at some point you just sit sitting there and you're just like dear god because it would die down just long enough for you to get your hopes up that it was passed uh, and then it would start up again and it was just like bad how words long? were said that's all I can say how long would you say it last it went on for hours um it was windy when we got there and we went down into the campsite um probably about two or three in the afternoon um and it was windy throughout um dinner and it really kicked up shortly after dinner and we just kind of retreated the tents and it continued until i would say probably about three or four in the morning Ugh. um so it was just i mean it was just constant See, Mark doesn't, he doesn't really understand these eastern front winds that these mountains over here get. They're bad. Like, you guys get, like, that big windstorm that came through Oregon. I saw, like, my dad and they're like, yeah, knock tree limbs over and stuff because you guys have a lot of trees over there. But I was like, this is nothing. Like, you get out here to Montana, that's, that's wind sucks. East Southern Wyoming, where you're at. Oh, Wind River. I wonder why they call it that. <laughs> yeah, I wonder where they came up with that name. Oh, no, no, I figured it out. <laughs> Gosh, damn, 2 a.m. Oh, that's the worst. That's like uh, sleeping in the rain or the hailstorm. That's what made me think of. We hit a hailstorm this summer, and I was just like, where you're just like, is this, is this where we die? Is this the end? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it was like, you know, what are we going to do if our tents get shredded? We've got three more days. And oh. are we just going to hike out? Like, you know, what was going to happen? Um, I, I had one very slightly bent pole, and that was it. Um, it, it was pretty pretty amazing. Um, I caught some video of it, but, like, you know, literally it would hit the side, and the whole tent would come down on top of me. Like, I could feel the tent being pushed on my body as I was laying down. Um and it was rough, you know. Were you able totally to get any sleep? Little, very, very little. We were both pretty whipped by the next day. Oh, I bet. Um, and we got up pretty early. Um, one, because for me, it worked out well because the shot was just amazing. The, the lighting was just so, you know, awesome. Seeing the area we were in was still really shadow cast. And then the granite faces were all just like glowing in the distance. Um, but mainly because we wanted to get the hell out of there. <laughs> I mean, we were just so beat to shit by that point. that It was just like, we just wanted to go. And I mean, we packed up. I don't even think we ate breakfast. I think we, yeah, I'm pretty sure we ate breakfast after we got down from the pass. Um, we just hightailed it out of there. And I think in the monologue of the second day at the beginning, you could just see my look on my face. I'm just like pissed at the world. 
Fuck. Oh man, that ah, I, I get it. Those days suck. Those camping trips, they're fun though. They're the ones that you yeah. know you get stories from them, but they suck. They're definitely type two fun. You know, looking back at it, you can laugh and tell a good story and enjoy the moment. And you know, and I'd also tell people like, even though that sucked, it was a beautiful place, and I would have rather have been there than you know deal with something like that here. Um, so you know, there's good and bad. Um, but you know, at the moment, you know, you're just like why am I doing this? Yeah. What, what is the, what is the motivation here? <laughs> right. No, exactly that. Yeah. No, I, I really want to get down into like the more and more I explore Wyoming, right? Like I got, I've got, I've slowly dabbled into the bighorns a little bit more and more. I, you know, you, I saw your stuff with wind river. I'm like, ah. and then like the Tetons, like I've always wanted to get into the Tetons a little bit more. I'm just like, oh, and Mark, get a better job. <laughs> <laughs> They're amazing. You know, we'll just have to leave Mark behind. Uh, I would right. go back to the Bighorns in a heartbeat. Okay. Um, the Bighorns, I don't know why. Like I said, a couple of years ago, we did a, uh, you know, last year we did a trip there. And I, I had this thought in my head that the Bighorns were just going to be average. And I'm like, when I, when I got out there, one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to. I think it's just because they're small. Yeah, and you they're know just overlooked, um, but they're like phenomenal. There's too much greatness around them that their greatness gets yeah overshadowed. Oh, I love it. I love going down there. Oh. Yeah. So um, on that day, on the Wind River, when you were where you guys didn't do any hiking, what were did you just hang out by a lake or what were you guys doing? So yeah, so. <laughs> We did actually do a little bit of hiking, but we didn't do any backpacking. We hiked up to another lake. And to tell you just how spectacular the Wyoming or the Wind River Range is, any other time, if we would have gone up to that particular lake, we would have been blown away by its beauty. There, it was kind of like, meh. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of stuff that you see there. It was so spectacular that even this really gorgeous lake in its own right was just kind of, eh, okay. And, uh, but we did a little bit of hiking, but we left the packs behind. We just set up camp. Otherwise, you know, Jay, uh, Jay is an accomplished artist. Um, he did some watercolor while we were down there. Um, I kind of just did some filming and frankly took a nap, um, which was glorious. Um, just sleeping out on there underneath the trees and on a rock next to the lake. Um, trying to stay out of the sun because I had, um, ironically just did a video on not getting sunburned and I got sunburned <laughs> on my face. Um, so yeah, so I was just trying to keep out of that. And so I was completely covered. Um, I, I jokingly referred to myself as the backpacking bandito because I had a, a, a mask over my face and sunglasses and, and everything else. And I was just completely covered. And, um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it really was just, you know, we just took it easy um jay went out and, and set his chair in the middle of the lake and just kind of sat in the lake for a while uh, i would have joined him but again i was you know trying to hide from the sun because i'm a ginger and it hates me um so um yeah it really was just like refreshing not to have an agenda not to have anything to do and to, to be able to just sit on a chair and look out across a beautiful lake and uh you know read think all those kind of things. Yeah, I did a backpacking trip 
in Northern California in the Trinity Alps and we planned it. It wasn't anything crazy, but we just hiked up to this lake, hung out at the lake for the next day and then hiked down that third day for like a long weekend. But being able to just like not have your heavy pack on, explore the areas, go like, hey, that looks like a cool peak. Let's go climb to the top of that. Or like, hey, let's go swim and just hang out in that area. Um, it was kind of a nice way to break it up instead of feeling like you're just always on the move getting that uh, to that next destination. Well, and I think yeah. that's something talking about our chalet that we did this summer in Glacier. If you're to like do one of those chalets, give yourself the time, maybe a day to mm -hmm. go explore those areas because there's a reason people built those houses up there. Yeah. Well, the only thing that was kind of that kind of was the less enjoyable part was is very busy there. It's probably the busiest trailhead I've ever been to. Oh, really? Um, because one. Um, that the forest service there they, they give about permits for businesses and i think that they kind of funnel everybody into that area because it's already heavily impacted and so they're kind of like it using the philosophy of instead of spreading it out they're just kind of keeping an area that's already so there's a lot of, of groups through there but then there's also a lot of climbers that go through there so if you're looking for solitude it's not a good trip to do for solitude so um well, you say that. What about like your backcountry camps? How many other campers would you say are in the backcountry kind of with you? Well, uh, where we camped on the second night up when we had the windstorm, we were the only, well, actually, no, there was one other set of campers up there who were getting just as hammered as we were. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But they were all kind of off in a distance. We could see them, but we didn't really have any interaction with them. Where we were at on Big Sandy Lake, though, uh, it was like being at a KOA campground. I mean, there were um, people in every single spot imaginable. The places we originally planned on camping, we had to go and find another campsite because they were full. Um, so there were just people everywhere. And in addition to that, we were watching people coming down the trail, just like groups of people after each other, alpacas and everything else that were going in and everybody just kind of spreading out. So, um, you know, it wasn't like, I felt like it was oppressive, but like there were a lot of people there. Every every direction you looked at, you saw a tent. Oh wow, that sounds kind of crazy. Um, the fact that there's that many people. You said they sold the permits to like businesses. Is this that? Does that mean like guides and stuff? Yeah. So um, if you are a business or a commercial enterprise and you want to lead groups into a, a national forest, you have to have a permit. Um, and I don't know the whole process behind it, but. It's not like, you know, for you and me, if we want to go do a trip out there, we don't have to have a permit. It's just you go. Um, but businesses are a little bit different. And um, the National Forest uh, Service, um, they limit those. Um, so I know, like, for instance, um, there's only a couple businesses, I think, that currently have permits to do trips in the, in the Beartooth, uh, one of them being the Beartooth Guides. Um, and you know, they're, you know, they kind of have the biggest permit right now. And I think there's a couple of horse outfitters that have permits as well. Um, but basically they're just not, they're trying to limit the amount of impact for financial gain. Um, it's not there to limit people's enjoyment on their personal level, but yeah, if you go in with a guide service, um, they're, they're limiting those, but yeah, it's guide services, lodges, um, camps, 
uh, any of those kind of things that lead, you know, uh, groups of people in the backcountry. Yeah, I'm all for limiting that impact as much as we can, especially especially if you do those businesses, sometimes we'll start just pumping and pumping and pumping people through that area. And before you mm -hmm. know it, it's a different place. Yeah. Yeah. It's really there designed the, to protect everybody from overuse and, you know, and on paper, it seems like it's a bit of an intrusion or overstep, but I really feel like um, we've been, pre we, we, it's been shown that uh, the, that uh, group, big groups like that, they're, they have to be kind of forced into taking care of the land um, if left to their own devices. They just don't do it. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's why organizations like leave no trace, which is the, where I got the mug from keep calm and dig a cat hole. Um, you know, those guys are so important because they're out there just trying to spread that word of why it's important to do these things. Because if we don't uh, do it, um, we're going to see more permits. You know, right now they're, they're already toying with the idea of permitting the beaten path. Um, and, um, it needs it because it's being destroyed by love. Like there, if you go outside of any of those campsites, there's trash everywhere. Um, so unless we start really following these standards and cleaning up our act, we're going to see it more and more, you know, there's several national parks now that you can't even leave your poop behind. You have to pack everything out. You have to bring a wag bag. And if you don't want to do that stuff, you're going to have to start taking care of the, doing it right. Packing out your toilet paper and stuff yeah sorry got a little soapboxy there no, no. you're you're no, kind of on point i mean we've talked about permits on here before and how it's really the reason why permits are popping up is things are getting overcrowded and things are starting to become really dangerous um, because because there's more people and it's it's kind of this double-edged sword because you're like it's awesome more people are going out and doing these things but more people they just don't take care of things. So then there's going to be all this damage and stuff. So you have to, you have to err on the side of taking care of the place rather than the amount of people that go in. Well, and not only that, but you have the people who don't like the permit system. So they are going to leave their litter behind because they're like, well, I had to pay extra. And it's, it's yeah. interesting because like you, you get a mixed bag of, of, of what the permits do and, it just sucks that we as people are just shitty in that sense. We don't clean up after ourselves. We don't, we, we, we've created this a society where we expect others to do it for our for us. And it's like, no, we need to like, if we're going to protect these places, it starts with you and I, you know, so well, only yeah. I can do what I can do, you know? Yeah. I think you know, the thing we run into and I see a lot is people who have a mentality of, Oh, it's just me. You know, what's this one thing going to hurt? What's this one you know, peace can, well, you have to think if every single person who goes out there does just that one little thing, that's thousands and thousands of people. And that shit adds up. And, you know, it really is incumbent on ourselves to make sure that we ourselves are doing the best thing. And then, you know, in addition, if you want to take it a step further, you know, I carry a trash bag with me in and I try to pack out any trash get <laughs> on the way out. Um, you know, even picking up other people's toilet paper, which is just terrible, but um, there are ways, <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, if we don't do those things, um, we're going to lose out on our ability to, to enjoy these places. You know, you wouldn't go into somebody else's house, shit on their floor, leave your toilet paper behind and then take off, you know, and that's essentially what it is. <laughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent. I love, 
the garbage bag thing i love it because i mean like you said if everyone's just like one little thing oh it's just one little thing it can also be reversed if you take one little thing if everyone just took one thing then all of a sudden you're creating you're being a part of the solution not the problem yeah one of my favorite stories in this realm and i'll get off this soap ops here after this um my buddy jim from lost again with jim um he's also a youtube channel great guy he got into a conversation with somebody and a guy was like, well, what does it matter? It's just poop. It biodegrades. It'll be gone in like six months. And Jim just finally had, had enough. And he goes, all right, I'll tell you what, go to your house, take a shit in your living room and tell me how it looks after six months. <laughs> he said the guy just blocked him. <laughs> but you're not wrong. It's like we we hide that right through the plumbing and the, the sewers and the stuff in our everyday because we, we, we've created it to be that, but really like back in the day, people would, you know, go shit in the woods over there and you know, that would fertilize or do that or do those things. And we're, we're, we're getting away from the like living with the land and rather just like exploiting it. And I think that gets confused sometimes with people going on these places and going to these trails, right? Like, it's not just for the picture or the whatnot. There's a there's more to it. There's more to understanding this earth. There's more to like living in harmony with it. And right now, you know, everyone's like, it's hot in October. It's hot in October. It's like, well, take notice. That's the earth sending us a sign. You know, it shouldn't be this way. Yeah, it's very hot. Too hot for me. Isn't it 90 degrees down by you? Yeah, we hit 90 degrees yesterday, so that was uh, that was unpleasant. I'm ready for, we're supposed to get rain next week. It's supposed to be like 60 and rainy, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> Coasty, that's why. No, it's crazy. I mean, it, but it starts with us. It starts with cleaning up. It starts with recycling. It starts with just being a good steward on the trails. I was kind of thinking of getting into sport fishing again, but I feel like I need a good quality net. Well, you know what, Reverend? I got the key solution for you. You know, our friends at Blue Ribbon Net make this eco-friendly aquafade bag so you're not hurting the environment. It's 100% biodegradable. Plus, the wood is locally sourced and it is also biodegradable and it's just such a great company to use. Um, the Blue Ribbon Nets, they're here in Bozeman, Montana, and we even have a discount code. That's right. If you use the code RUGARU10, that's right. That's my Jeep, the RUGARU. RUGARU10, R-U-G-A-R-U-1-0. Uh, you're going to get some discount on a Blue Ribbon Net. You know, you can get the long one if you're fishing the big fish, or you can get just the good river one, you know, if you're like me and just want to catch a lot of fish. So again, make sure you go check out Blue Ribbon and use the promo code RUGARU10. Hey, hey there, Reverend. Um, I heard that you might be running dry on your sticker supplier. Yeah, I've been looking around and I've kind of like run out of cool stickers to buy and put on water bottles and stuff. Well, I, I mean, have you seen the stuff Josh has been coming out with lately? No, I have not. Well, he is doing some really cool stuff with the Shop LS574. Yes, they're working with indigenous communities and making some really cool stickers. 
Um, he has a really cool Buffalo Mountain sticker. There's even water bottles, hats, sweatshirts, the whole swag. And we even got a discount code for you guys. Yes, if you use Wandering Ways at Shop LS574, you're going to be getting a discount on your next purchase. But not only that, you're going to be giving a percentage of that sale to the Little Shell Tribe, as well as they donate a dollar of every sale to murdered and missing indigenous women. So just such a cool thing going on there. You know, you use the code Wandering Ways, W-A-N-D-E-R-I-N-G-W-A-Y-S, and you put that in there, boom, you're getting a discount. So we talked a little bit about shit earlier. And so now I want to actually use this as a different kind of segue into my favorite segment, cool shit in nature. Although this time there will be no, no feces of it. It's just cool videos that we have of uh, nature here. So um, this first one here, um, I think is pretty wild. Uh, I don't know if it's a, technically a video. It's more of a GIF that keeps uh, replaying here. But so yeah. it's in the middle of it. But for the people that are just listening and for when we get it, this osprey catches a Shit. fish. And then a pelican comes and swoops in and steals the fish. <laughs> Back right. off, bitch. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about it. I'm about it. I just I never would have thought of having, Yeah, right? It's a huge bird. Yeah, kestrels actually aren't super big, and and uh, they're going to lose. It's, it's like a sumo wrestler going against a welterweight. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Throw the, throw the weight at Like, he just throws his weight at it. Like, <laughs> oh, not hit you in the legs. Like, you drop the fish. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of hell, man. <laughs> um, and then the second one, um, this one... Oh, it's good. kind of going back to one of our more favorite things to laugh at. And I was curious if you've ever ran into some <laughs> Tourons in your time. Oh, too many. <laughs> but uh, for the people just listening, this is a, a nine-year-old girl getting flung very high into the air. <laughs> by yeah, a think... Go ahead. No, I was just telling the it was a buffalo. I don't think I mentioned it was a buffalo. And the sad part about this is it's like, it's not the kid's fault. It's like, what were the parents thinking? Like, well, they weren't, obviously. Yeah. You know, they're thinking, oh, it's like Disney World. It's a petting zoo. <laughs> Read the sign. Like, they give you paper. Like, when you walk in, there's signs. Like, there's that. that's a walk trail. I, I feel like that's by the dragon's mouth over there in Yellowstone well, or whatever. We, I, we had a guy come into our shop. This is a couple years ago. And... He was complaining about the fact that for a backcountry permit, you have to have a, um, you have to go through this video uh, and training course on how to deal with bears and stuff like that. And I remember finally, you know, like he's irritating me to begin with. And he goes, you think that stuff's really necessary? And I was like, absolutely did. Because every year people like you come into the park, don't pay attention to that stuff, get hurt, the animal dies, and then we have to deal with it. And the look on his face is classic. I thought for sure I was going to get in trouble, but I didn't. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I just was you're like, not wrong, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just, it's like, you know, um, I, I, we say it all the time, you know, it's like um, the people that live here that know better, um, they look at it and they go, God, why are, but when you are on the outside looking in, you, you're not taught on that, but yet it's the, it's that 
idea of, oh, I know how things are. I don't need to learn anything else. I know what I'm doing. And then stupid shit like that happens. And, you know, an animal gets shot because of it. So it's frustrating. I like seeing that stuff. I like seeing the bison eat the kids. Because, like, <laughs> we, we should have that. Like, why not? Like, yeah, your kids should die. If it's that yeah. dumb and the parents are that dumb, like, the kids probably wouldn't turn out dumb if the parents are that dumb to begin with. <laughs> so, like, does it matter if we lose them at that point? Let the animal win. Clean up the gene pool a little bit. <laughs> like yeah. We're already overpopulated. Well, like, nat- natural selection. Yeah. Let them die. Just let Darwinism get in there and take care of it. Some <laughs> of the smart will die. We know that's part of Darwinism, but <laughs> we'll we'll thrive. Life finds a way. Hundred percent. You feel bad for that kid though, because the parents yeah. were like in that video were like deuces, like didn't even they know it's oh, like, they were they no were kids bolted. not going to be even close out running it like swoop the kid or something. <laughs> they should be charged a child endangerment at that point because it's like yeah they they just blitz and left that little girl on her own man it's like (laughs) mom and dad were out of there real quick compared to the girl (laughs) yeah Yeah, they better never give her crap for peeing her pants ever again because i'm sure they did well right (laughs) oh i mean and i like vice they're huge they are have you so what so you work at an outdoor store what what are some of those Turon moments you've had? You got to have had a couple, like the Alexander oh, don't float. <laughs> yeah, um, you know we have people that call up and they're like, "I've never paddleboard before. Can I paddleboard on the Yellowstone?" No, like go to a lake. Yeah, <laughs> these things aren't that easy. Um, people who come in and say, "Oh, I can just use a, a bear bell and be fine, right? I don't have to carry bear spray." Um, the one that I get the, the most are the people that, you know, are like, oh, that bear spray is really heavy. I'm just going to carry my gun. How does that the gun's heavier? Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I'm really good at shooting in a piece of paper that's stationary. But if it grew claws and teeth and was coming at me 35 miles an hour, I wasn't going to hit shit. So, um, you know, um, we had a guy that, um, told us that he kept his food in his tent with him at night because they were sealed in bags and the bears wouldn't be able to smell it. Which is not true. If you've ever been around a large shipment of sealed bag meals, they still, you can still smell it. Um, That's wild. Yeah. There's a lot of them. Um, We had um, some people that uh, rented some snowshoes from us that were looking for the forest spend treasure when that was still a thing. Yeah. And, uh, they went into Yellowstone and they never came back. They never brought the snowshoes back. We never heard from them. We charged their credit cards and uh, never heard anything. So <laughs> that may or may not be a tour on story. I, I don't know because they just disappeared. That's uh, kind of wild too. Assume <laughs> they bought yeah. here, huh? Mm-hmm. But, you know, we get a lot of people that come in and they have, you know, absolutely no experience and they, they want to go off and do the, the biggest baddest trip and you just have to kind of walk them back and think and say like all right let's think about this for a second you've never done this before um i know on paper it seems like it shouldn't be that big of a deal but there's a lot of shit that you need to know in order to go backpacking or like rock climbing um i had one guy i absolutely refused to sell gear to because he wanted to go rock climbing i said well you ever done it before he's like no 
And I said, are you, you have friends that do it? No, I was just going to watch some YouTube videos. I was like, dude, I'm not selling you this stuff. I was like, if you go take some classes and you become proficient and stuff like that, then I'll consider it. But I, I'm not going to be a part of you killing yourself. For real. That's a, that's a ballsy move. To, Cause there's yeah, some I don't know if ballsy is the right word. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I mean, there's some knots you have to make sure, you know, before you start climbing and stuff. And then there's the lead climbing, um, I don't know. Maybe he thinks he's Alex Honnold and can just free solo it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even Alex Honnold did a shit ton of rope uh, climbing before he free soloed. So yeah, it's just, it's, it's that, you know, you see it quite a bit and um, generally it's, um, it's generally males in the age of 20 to 30 that are the worst offenders, but it's that idea of, well, I know exactly what I'm doing. I don't need your help. You know, I, the classic one is when they come into the shop and and their interaction and we jokingly say um, to each other, you know, it's like that Ron Swanson meme, you know, where he walks in the store and the guy asks him if he needs help. He's like, I know more than you do. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it happens all the time. And you just sit there and go, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what else do. Us, us here at the Wandering Ways podcast, when we do that, we do know more than i don't know i i am i'm not smart <laughs> when it comes well, to a lot the problem is I may, think, no matter is, how much you think you know nature will humble your ass right? that's all i have to say exactly right? but no I, I but you're right though you're on something because i think part of that attitude comes from like we have gone to a world of like we're going to our outdoor store you're not go- getting the expert anymore because the big box stores, the Shields, the Cabela's, they've turned into, you know, hey, we're just stocking the shelves and pumping out product. Where like, where you work, the base camp, they are hiring experts. They are hiring people who know the products and understand them and are going to test those in the outdoors because that's what, why you go to an outdoor store. Yeah, there's definitely a difference, you know, like you don't, you don't go to a, a, a Kmart or sorry, I'm dating myself there, a Walmart or something and, and expect, you know, to get, you know, expert experience, but, you know, places like, you know, local stores, um, those are the ones you turn to because they do hire people. They have that luxury. That's, that's how they exist over these other stores is being able to have that expert, you know, expert stuff and, you know, usually when I get that kind of attitude of I know more than you do in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, that's cool. I have a college degree in this shit, but whatever, you do you, boo. Right. <laughs> we get I get that a lot. The <laughs> yes, I will help you with the backpacks because I know I know you will ask that question. Yeah. <laughs> right. I fucking oh, I get it. Yeah. See, when I worked at Cabela's, man, all I did was sell credit cards. I was one of those. See, it was more about just pumping money out, not even like the gear. Uh, um, so outside Wind River, what was you said you did one other backpacking trip this year? Yeah. So the other other backpacking trip I got out on was that one that we did right before um, the flood um, at um, Sioux Charlie. Um, we had another one planned, but the weather kind of screwed that. I'm getting ready to go on another one, hopefully this weekend. Um, but we did a couple of day trips, um, you know, that was more, I think, inducive of what the season was like. Um, we did the day hike down, uh, what was left of, uh, West Rosebud or East Rosebud, um, to kind of survey the damage there. And, um, we did another trip on the Lake Fork for an overnight or not for an overnight, but for a day hike. 
Um, but yeah, generally, excuse me, generally speaking, it was a pretty, uh, quiet, quiet year overall. Um, more so than some for me, um, wind river range was by far the, the biggest, um, event. Um, so hopefully though, next year we'll I'll be able to kind of make up for that. Um, I'm in early talks right now, uh, with my buddy, Jim, um, from Lost again with Jim, um, and we are going, I'm going to fly down to Reno and either we're going to either hike the Tahoe Rim Trail, which is a trail that circumnavigates around Lake Tahoe, or we're going to do the Tahoe to Yosemite Trail, which is a trail that runs from Tahoe Lake to Yosemite. Both wow. are about 180 miles or so, and we're hoping to do them in nine days. So they're going to be some mile pack days. Um, but, you know, course you know nothing's set in stone things can change between now and then but that's kind of what we're leaning towards yeah. um my cousin is going to be visiting from florida and she wants to get out and do some backpacking so i'm hoping to have a lot more opportunities this next summer this summer um with the flooding and everything it just it didn't work out as well as you know we wanted it to and um other things that were going on with uh, the weird weather and stuff it, you know not every year uh I'd love to be able to be out every weekend, but the, the reality is some weekend years are better than others. Right. Totally. Um, that'll be, I hope you get to do those hundred milers. That'll be really cool. I I'm pretty certain we'll get to chance, chance to do one. Um, you know, the hard part, obviously just going to be getting down there, but he lives down there. So once I get down there and then, you know, after that, once you get on the trail, it's just a matter of, of you know anytime you do a long distance trail it's there's such a element of luck involved you know i i was heartbroken for some of the pct hikers this year because the bubble hit the end at the exact same time that they closed the northern terminus because of a wildfire mm -hmm. um so the vast majority of pct hikers did not get to go to the monument this year um and it's just the luck of the draw and i think it's going to become more and more likely um i think that um you know, that we're going to see more of that. So when you're doing a hundred miles, you're doing 10 miles. It doesn't matter. You can come down wrong on a foot, twist an ankle and your trip's done. Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, um, hopefully, you know, you get a chance to do it and, uh, it's beautiful country. So it's kind of hard to go wrong with it. hundred percent. Uh, and if you keep that running up, man, I see you running all the time and I, I love it. I love seeing people out there, uh, getting in shape however they want to do it yeah yeah i definitely um am in better shape and i think you know a couple of years ago if i had tried to do the wind river range i would have just died right on the trail and turned into a puddle of jelly fat um you know i'm not a small person i'm certainly not like you know um i have a i have a middle-aged man gut um but my resting heart rate is on average is 48 um hey, which go. is pretty darn good um and uh so, you know, I definitely have to work more. Um, this trip, if we do it, is going to be a, we're going to have to average over 20 miles a day, um, wow. which is, is tough. Um, so yeah. definitely have some, some, uh, training to do between now and then. Um, but I'm, I'm up for the challenge. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I bike, walk and run to work every day. So hell yeah. You got rid of your car, right? And that's all you do. Is yeah, I don't have a car. My car died, and I did not replace it. So I'm fully embracing that alternative lifestyle. I don't own a car. I don't own a TV. Um, I'm one of those weirdos. Yeah, you and Mark. I have a TV. 
Yeah, but like you, if you like that, you you don't really use it. Yeah, that's fair. I've had the same TV for. I think I've had it. I think I've had it over ten years, actually. Now because you have had it, that's why yeah. you had it. <laughs> yeah, I graduated high school or I graduated college in 2012. Um, I, I went to college late in life, um, and the day that I graduated college, I sold my Xbox 360 and my TV to some kids that live in the dorm, and that was the last time I ever owned either. Wow. So. <laughs> not bad way to do it i mean it's it's you know mark he just he got a van to be a little creeper but i know yeah. is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> i'm but, no idiot i gotta see the candy before i get into the van <laughs> the, the only thing i got in my van are bikes so <laughs> <laughs> i got two of those sitting in my living room right now so hey that's a great place that is uh the world would be better with more bikes um but anyways I got to be that guy. Uh, we are running out of time. So it, it is time for our final words. Kalman, since you are our guest, we'll let you take the floor again. This is anything you want, whether it's a poem you brought, a song you brought, you have a PSA, anything, literally anything you want. Go ahead. The floor is yours, Kalman. Uh, you know what? Just get out there and do it. Um, even if uh, nature throws you a few curveballs in the way of massive, devastating floods, go find someplace new to go. Love it. Love it. Zach. Yeah, guys, thank you for listening in. Thank you, Calman, for being here today. We are super thankful uh, to hear about your summer, to check out everything Everyday Backpacker has going on. So go make sure to follow Calman on his YouTube page if you haven't already. He's always pumping out great content, funny content. I enjoy it. You know, I just don't get enough time to go around to it, but I need to because it is great content and you need to get to it. If you're a wanderer, uh, you need to check out Everyday Backpacker on YouTube. But, you know, like Calman said, you got to, uh, you know, prepare for the fastball and adjust for the curve because life's going to throw you curveballs every goddamn day. So just be oh, ready to adjust for the curve. <laughs> All right, Mark. Love it. Reverence found words. Stay beautiful, everybody. I want to say a huge thank you to Calman for coming out. Uh, we appreciate you. Always love chatting with you, our good friend there. At Make sure everyone goes checks out. Backpacker. <laughs> nice. Uh, we want to make sure we get as much of our wanderers out there checking out your stuff. Um, but yeah, just listen to Woodsy the Owl. Give a hoot, don't pollute. Um, that being said, though, peace out, everybody. Bye. Bye.